party, 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 party. The next person up coming up to the stage, his name is Stuck! Number one with the ladies. Here's the only thing I know about Stog's book. Well, okay, there's, there's two things I know about Stog's book. It's super gross. Shut up. The first thing I know about Stog's book is that the book is called Becoming an Elf Mommy. The other thing I know about this reading is it's being done by Stog. Stog! Hello, everybody. I'm Peter Graves, and I'm here to read some gross pregnancy stories. <laughs> Previously on Becoming an Elf, Mommy. Closer, baby, closer. I had been kid. Oh, shit. Less closer, baby. Less CNN closer. wouldn't stand for your shit, Mr. Boots. <laughs> I had been kidnapped by Santa, me being someone named Crystal or something. (laughs) Before you leave, you will be the newest ho, ho, ho here, said Santa Claus. Listen here, I am not into playing your fancy big Santa Claus. I will not give birth to an elf, and I demand you take me home now. Ho, 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 little lady. You act as though I'm giving you a choice. You can either deliver an elf this year, or you will stay here until you do. Is Santa played by the Green Giant? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's Horny Bullwinkle. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Becoming an Elf Mommy. Posted by BJ Proverts on December 12th, 2013. I woke to what must have been morning. Mrs. Claus came into the room and raised her dress. She climbed on top of me and made her way to my head. Uh Uh-oh. She sat right on top of my mouth and told me to eat her. Oh. Well, I listened to my elder, so I pointed my tongue and shoved it right into the elder lady's pussy. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Mrs. Claus screamed out as she came all over my hand. What's she kept What's coming, and I traded my fingers for my tongue. I twisted her sweet juice running all over my tongue and down my chin. She sure came a lot. <laughs> Mrs. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. Mrs. Santa stayed next to me as Santa climbed onto the bed at my open pussy. He twitched his nose once, and he lost all his clothes. But does he have a dick full of jelly? (laughs) He twitched his nose a second time, and I watched as his cock grew to what had to be a foot long. Woo! Five dollar, yeah, I believe, yeah. He twitched his nose a third time, and his cock was in my pussy and out my mouth all at one time. Whoa. I couldn't believe that he could fuck me at the same time that I could suck his enormous cock. Oh. He thrust it into me over. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm Peter Graves, and this is a Christmas miracle. Oh. <laughs> he thrusted it to me over and over and over again. I don't know how long he had been thrusting it to me. It was long enough that he twitched his nose quite a few more times. Each time that his cock disappeared from my mouth, yeah! he would twitch his nose again. <laughs> I came at least six times before Mrs. Santa started pulling on the chains that were still attached to me. So is this... So wait, this is... Hang on, hang on. Left turn here. Wait, this wait. is Ghost Rider fucking the girl from Bewitched, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> Time went on and finally Santa double twitched his nose. I felt something warm in my mouth. Was it a dick? <laughs> it was Christmas cookies, you Oh, was it Christmas cookies and dick? It took me a moment to realize that Santa had just shot his hot cum into me. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know how he was supposed to get me pregnant if the cum had made it all the way out of my pussy and into my mouth. <laughs> I'm Is Peter this how Graves. Jesus was born? <laughs> <laughs> I swallowed all of it the best I could, but when Santa comes in you, there is zero chance of swallowing that load. <laughs> Santa, Santa, I know what I want for Christmas this year. I want that huge cock back inside my pussy for Christmas. <laughs> shooting through me again. I want you to fuck me again. Santa grabbed his... <laughs> I'm, no, I'm pretty sure this is animated by Rankin and Bass. It's really... Like, yeah, yeah. Santa grabbed... Santa grabbed his large belly. Ho, ho, ho. You certainly are a new ho, aren't you? Oh, I get it. I get it. Oh, like... Oh, like yeah, ho is it, yeah. Like a prostitute. Yeah. Yeah. My magic... My magic only works once, and any woman will accept any normal woman, that is. Mrs. Claus is the exception to that rule. I need to leave you right now. I am needed in a few other rooms over the next few days. The missus will keep an eye on you, and the elves will tend to any need you have. Please stay like down. My magic seed needs three days to make new elves. <laughs> Don't void the warranty. <laughs> <laughs> When I finally woke up, Mrs. Claus asked if I was ready to get out of bed. Santa came into the room as all the questions started coming to me at once. Will, how are you, young lady? Do not worry, the elves are all fine. You have done magically well. You are giving us eight new elves. I have never had a normal woman give so freely of her body the way you did and still are. The missus has been the only woman to give me more than six elves at one time. You are a very special lady indeed. May I also tell you that it was a pleasure to fuck such a sweet pussy. Oh, that's sweet. I'm never eating Keebler cookies again. <laughs> you proved to be the best fuck I've ever had next to my... <laughs> 
You have proved to be the best fuck I've ever had next to my lovely wife. It is a shame that the magic only works once. I would love to have the pussy to fuck often. Oh, if only he could fuck again. Santa helped me from the bed and led me out of the room I had been kept in since arriving here. He gave me a tour of his the home and the toy shop. I was surprised to see that there were, in fact, two toy shops. One was that where they made the children's toys. And the other? And the other? <laughs> the, other <laughs> the other toy shop was where they made toys for women. There were... Toy, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, shit at Bed Bath & Beyond, yeah. Okay. There were vibrators of all shapes and colors as well as every length you could ever want. I watched other women all walking around in a daze. Each of them seemed like they were walking zombies. I asked Santo about why they seemed catatonic. He explained that is what happens to most women after they had been fucked by him. <laughs> I asked what made me so different. Why wasn't I semi-alive like the other women? (laughs) (laughs) Ho, 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 Crystal. It seems you are not such a normal woman after all. Most women I bring here to be elf mommies stay passed out for the whole two weeks they are here. Most of them also only give birth if we are lucky to two elves. You, my dear, are very different, almost as much so as my lovely missus. I enjoyed my time at the closet very much. When the day arrived, when I was to give birth, I was in tears all day. I knew that it meant I would have to be taken back to my home in Florida. Okay, yeah, yeah, this is canon now, I think. Yeah, that would be... Yeah, yeah. this works. This works. <laughs> I'm Peter Graves, and Florida's where the best bitches at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're a Peter Graves. 60 seconds. <laughs> I enjoyed... I didn't want to leave this magical place. I didn't want to leave without being fucked by Santa one last time. When I felt the first contraction, I screamed out in pain. Santa ran into my room. Ho, 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 Crystal, it is time. Now watch very closely as I make your pain go away. That's sweet. And on that. He twitched, he twitched his nose once, and the first elf appeared on the bed next to me. He twitched again, and the second baby elf was lying next to the first. Twitch after twitch, each baby was brought into this magical kingdom. Before I knew it, all eight babies were lying next to me on the bed. Santa had been right. The pain was gone. I still cried. I was heartbroken that I would now be made to leave here. Crystal, please don't cry. This is the way it must be. I can't keep every woman that has ever wanted to stay here. If I did that, Mrs. Claus would never be mad at me. Ho, 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 ho. (laughs) Not really. I want to commend you for being able to handle a full week of the elves and my wife fucking you. (laughs) You, You never passed out. You never slept. 
You did come more times than I have ever known any woman to do. You keep showing me that you are no normal woman. You have made my job of keeping the elf population up so much better this year. I enjoyed having my cock inside that sweet pussy. I will miss being able to feel your pussy tightening around my cock. Stug! If Santa is real, how can he fuck all those women all around the world in just one night? Yeah, this is bullshit. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Here's the thing. I'm not... I'm, I'm, I'm a little sleep-deprived, which means that tomorrow I'm really hoping to get, you know, a good 10 or 12 hours... Except for, I'm going to put my head on the pillow. I'm going to drift off to sleep. Ho, ho, ho. Santa loves fucking your pussy. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Each and every one of you. All right. Does he dislike it? He Next up to the pussy. stage, her name is Bump Girl. Listen. I know you guys like fucking, I know you guys like sucking, I know you guys like coming, and I know you guys like Cthulhu! And, <laughs> and we're gonna hit all those holes! Bump Girl! This, this book is a collection. It's a collection of short stories, so um, if you wanted, you could like download it yourselves and read all these nice little snippets. Um, I have chosen one with a title that tells you nothing about it. It's called Königsberg's Model. Um, but I'm just going to go right into it. Yay! Yay! Go right into it, you say. Yeah, get into it. <laughs> oh, that, that will happen later. I think sex. There's a little special segment coming say up. Say sex! Right. Rick staggered up the stairs, mashed his thumb into the doorbell, and pounded on the pebbled glass. He shivered. Oh, look, my peas are plosive boots. <laughs> He shivered, looking over his shoulder while the hallway's wallpaper patterns plotted against him. The door swung open and Rick collapsed inside, crouching on all fours on the ratty carpet. What seems to be the problem, the woman said. He looked up at her. Her hood was off, and her thick black braids flowed down her back to her waist. Her dark eyes regarded him without cruelty, but without mercy either. What did you do to me? He moaned as the bacterial civilizations in the carpet beneath him fought epic battles for the rich harvest of his palm sweat. Hot. That's a plus ten to penis. Thank you very much. <laughs> she responds, expanded your perceptions. Now you know. Those things everywhere, they know. I know. I can't handle it. I'm not ready. You are best. Will Shatner. <laughs> Knowledge never comes just when it is needed. It is always much too early or just a little too late. Just like a man. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Just like a man. He felt like he had disappointed her. She sighed. Some of those who learn to see beyond 
cannot appreciate what they perceive. They experience mere horror. Shit. Ah! I mean, dun, 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 dun. Oh, oh, you wanted that, sense, that Victor? Victor sense. wants sense. I'm sorry, up, everyone. I have up. to stop here. Yeah. Um, oh, oh. She turned away and took a step towards the golden door. Help me. He reached for her with trembling hands. Even I can't make someone unknow. You have to help me. They were here in this room, peeping out from behind the molecules of the air. The things were creeping ever closer, growing large and bolder with every inch, but they shied away from her, the only thing in the world that could save him. I have to go further, all the way. Yeah! Yog suck off. She stopped, and her head turned just enough so that he could see one of her eyes looking back at him. He crawled closer to her, cold sweat making his clothes cling to him. I'm yours. Whatever you want from me, I'm yours. She reached up and undid a knot in the shoulder of her garment. The soft, supple black fabric whispered down the curves of her body until it puddled around her feet. Her braids uncoiled and cascaded down her back to her hips and grew longer by the second. Her sly eyes peeped over her shoulders at him. Her braids parted like a curtain, revealing her hourglass-shaped back. A line of clitorises ran down her spine. Makes sense, yeah. where they were the whole time. <laughs> I just couldn't find them. I'm sorry. Yeah, see, you were looking completely wrong. Yeah, I was looking, yeah. Yeah, you're looking at the vaginas. What, you what are those <laughs> vagina things for, anyways? Stopping. That wasn't the end of the sentence. It goes on. Oh! More clitoris? Stopping at a pink-licked... Pink-lipped vulva nestled in the small of her back, outer lips merging into the swells of her high buttocks. Her (laughs) braids twisted and coiled, antennae testing the air for sounds and scents. Woo! Caressing and tasting everything around her. Wanna fuck that antenna? She turned around, a graceful pivot, and faced him. Two small, shapely breasts nestled underneath her other lush breasts. What the fuck, them titties? <laughs> are they, That's are also not the end of the sentence. Eh? What the fuck, that sentence? <laughs> oh, just you wait. With a. <laughs> with a vulva in between. Damn! Also not the end of the sentence. <gasps> a literalization. Of the visual pun of cleavage. What a fuck that pun. <laughs> so, wait yeah, a you do. Are, are they gonna make the beast with two fronts? <laughs> what, is, what is going on here? Portax, everyone. Portax. Yet another vulva with dual clitorises at top and bottom took the place of her navel, flanked by the twin rows of nipples that reached from her shoulders to her inner thighs. Picture it. Picture it. <laughs> it's like the umga are covered in sex parts. Like, I don't even understand. Seams appeared in the skin of her cheekbones and forehead and opened. Small brown secondary eyes gazed back at him, blinked in a complicated pattern, then independently scanned the room. You wanted to know, she said, with a voice that extended far beyond the range of normal human hearing. Sure, why 
by all rights, this should be a grotesque freak show. Should be. Should be. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, at least one member of our audience has a boner. <laughs> that, but once again, that was at the end of the sentence. <laughs> How many bulbas and clitorises does this sentence have? But, and this is just a normal but, like the conjunction, not the one with two T's. But Rick made the choice to be awestruck instead to appreciate this strange new beauty. This was something more than human, able to experience the world in, no, in ways no ordinary man or woman could. This was his only salvation, and he had to learn to embrace it. Jesus Christ only has one Jesus bulba. Christ has no place in this book. Ladies and gentlemen, bunny bread. Her spread-toed feet silent on the carpet. She walked over and knelt before him. She cupped his face in her hands, her palm as, palms as smooth and wet and pink as her vulva. Which one? one? Yeah. Budding. Which one? Oh, shit. We got like a baker's dozen. <laughs> <laughs> Not in Cthulhu land. Is there a sensory organ anywhere Her braids uncoiled, reached out, and wove around his body, lifting him up with inhuman strength. He knew she could annihilate him the way he would swat a fly. I have grooms. And I've read actually the whole story, and that still doesn't make sense. I have grooms. Anything, please. They're here. I saw them see me. See me. They're coming for me. Help me. Come with me. Her braids shredded his clothing, leaving him nude and pressed against her body, denser and hotter than human flesh. His bare toes brushed the carpet as she carried him down the shelf corridors. What? Anyway, <laughs> through the golden door and into the office, she looked at him, the pupils of her largest eyes, elongated into rectangles like a goat's. <laughs> You're not ready, not yet, but someday, she said, wistful, one day all my billions of children will be ready. She cradled him in her arms as she walked through the wall, through layer after layer of time and space, through cities where cats roamed free under protection of law. In stone temples where masses of fish frog things chanted, Your ship Nigoroth! Across the deserts beneath a sky of pulsating gray flesh through realms of pure shape and color, they drew close to a polyhedron within which flickered images and sounds. Look, she said to him, and he did as he was bade. Yeah! Yeah! Bulbas! <laughs> Multiple bulbas! Bump girl, ladies and gentlemen, bump girl! How much work, how much work would it take for you to get a boner? I mean, really, like, if you don't, like, like how many, like, you need additional clits to get a boner? Like, like, I don't know, I don't know exactly how many clits you need to get a boner, but... 
Uh, thank you. Sorry. So, um, it's been good. So my story here, my story here is um, I wanted to read something that had some had some weight to it, that had some some realness to it. You know, there's there's lots of Kindle books that are kind of like you know they're cash ins, they're they're eight, they're ten pages. Um, this book is 160 pages. There's, there's, there's no reason why it shouldn't be four. So, uh, so my story is called Popping It by Tim Popper. Now, I actually looked at other balloon fetishist stories and... And I wanted to find the balloon fetishist story where it was like, you know, I want to believe you, man. I want to know that you're really in this for the balloon popping. And uh, you tell me. You tell me if this guy is actually a balloon fetishist or not. All right. So, so our... Fuck you. Fuck you. Slap him. All right. So our story is about uh, a couple... Uh, they're in their late late fifties. Uh, the the protagonist, the man of the story, is uh, is very old. Uh, he works at a uh, a company that makes um, CD ROMs because it's 2014, and uh, and uh, he has a relationship with his wife that's complicated. So they have some rules. The rules. There were four rules about Henry's balloon fetish. Rule number one is balloons are not the mainstay of our sex life. They're just an occasional treat. (laughs) Bonnie had simply wanted to know that without any balloons, Henry could get sexually excited by her. In all the sexual experience they had without balloons, he had been very convincing on that account. (laughs) You wouldn't want the relationship to deflate. Rule number... F plus life is over. Rule number two was no popping. Bonnie was, Bonnie was simply, comma, scared of balloons popping. Truth was, Henry was too, but he was also ironically turned on by it. So be it. He could pop balloons on his own. He could watch other women pop balloons on videos from YouTube, but Bonnie was not interested in popping balloons. She wished she could pop balloons for Henry because she knew how much it turned him on, but it was just too scary. This fall on Fox. Bonnie's not too, like... (laughs) Rule number three was no cheating. It's below no popping. (laughs) No popping. No cheating. A good relationship thrives on having priorities. Rule number four was no outing yourself. It wasn't that Bonnie was ashamed of Henry's fetish. More words. Yeah, no, that wasn't it. No. That wasn't it. Come now. All right. So the story heats up with a woman that, uh, that Henry meets who is less than half his age. She's, she's like 21. She's got huge tits. She's, she's totally legal. She's super hot. Everyone wants to fuck her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but obviously she has a thing for Henry because Henry wrote this. Okay, so, so let me tell you about, uh, about her day. 
While the pasta was boiling and she was cutting the tails off the shrimp, she looked at the balloons sitting on the kitchen table in her apartment. Melanie, that's our sex kitten, found it hard to believe that most people didn't notice the difference between one kind of balloon and another, but the vast majority had any idea that there could be objects of sexual passion either. The balloons that Elton bought were qualatix. Holy crap. Qualatix. The brand favored by decorators. Melanie liked them, too, for decorating and popping, but for the cuddling and the intimate contact, she preferred the ones bought by the local Walmart. They were softer, especially after they had been around for a while. <laughs> Melanie also loved to pop balloons, found it an intense turn-on because she also liked to keep balloons around and just play with them. Tonight, with Alvin's balloon, she was going to be a popping night. Melanie was glad that she had a corner apartment with nothing but garages underneath her. In a small town like this, she would hate to have to explain the frequent banging noises coming from her bedroom. It would be less embarrassing to say people were constantly getting shot in the house. (laughs) She tossed the pasta with butter and garlic and added a little parsley for color. This is really doing it for me. She added the shrimp and tossed again and then put a generous helping onto her plate. After, a few, after some fresh raw broccoli onto the plate, she poured a little ranch dressing onto it. USA! 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 Five stars. We'll skip a little bit. Melanie was in her bed completely nude on her knees. All but one of the balloons was inflated tightly and on the bed with her. The last balloon was between her lips and she was blowing steadily into it. Her chest rose as she took a deep breath and then she exhaled steadily into the balloon. This one was impossibly full. With the neck protruding to her lips, she took one of the other balloons and put it between her legs. She lowered herself gently down onto it and put most of her weight onto it. She rocked back and forth gently and started to blow into the last balloon. One last long breath, and the balloon exploded! Four rules to follow! She gasped, not from, not from fear, but from the little rush that I always got from getting a good loud pop. She bounced on the balloon between her legs, enjoying the feeling of it against her vagina, but anxious to get the popping started. The balloon wouldn't pop, even though it was tightly inflated. The bed gave off a little bit, month, and she couldn't. I'm spitting so much on this thing. She had moved to the edge of the bed and sat down hard on the balloon with the neck pushing between her legs. It took several hard bounces on the balloon for it to finally pop. She Baby, this never co- happens, I swear. <laughs> she quickly grabbed another balloon and placed it underneath her. She put her weight down on this one, too, but it didn't bounce too hard on it. She wanted to stroke her, to stimulate her. She never quite had an orgasm just from the touch of a balloon, but she had come so close, and she just wanted to see if she could do it tonight. Skip a little bit. She comes, and then the sentence that follows her coming was, she let out a long sigh. 
That was weird, she said. <laughs> I, I think this is the first story to actually use the word vagina. <laughs> I mean, I haven't, been, I haven't been keeping track, but... All right. So, uh, so uh, Henry is repeatedly visiting this Melanie. Things are heating up a little bit. Uh, Bonnie is feeling a little bit scared about their relationship, about their life. And so Bonnie says, well, I got, I got to get into this popping of balloons thing. It, seem, it seems to be really good for you. So here is Bonnie's first try. Ooh. Yeah. Cherry's not the only thing popping tonight. I like that you gave up halfway between that joke. <laughs> Cherry's the only thing. Yeah, 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 you get it. <laughs> but she surprised him by handing him a smaller balloon that he slept with that night before. Why don't you have a little fun with this, she said, and relaxed her body, putting even more weight on the big balloons. For some reason, she seemed more confident than usual that they wouldn't pop. Or maybe she just didn't care as much if they did. He couldn't decide which, and frankly, neither could she. Henry placed the balloon between his cock and her butt and pressed rhythmically. He didn't know if it felt good to her, but it was an amazing experience for him. Ladies and gentlemen, porn. <laughs> Bonnie didn't think it felt too bad at all and loved how, how Henry reacted. She looked back at him and noticed how intently his attention was focused on her ass and how the balloon just pressed against it. She closed her eyes and decided to just feel the sensation and go where it took her, but she said softly, Save some of that for me. Don't worry, I'm in no hurry for this to be over. But he stopped pressing it against the balloon and moved it up to her back and rolled it around on her butt and the legs while she teased her with his cock, which again, b balloon in the middle of that. After a while, she said, come inside. And he obeyed, they were outside. abandoning the small balloon to grasp her hiss firmly with both hands thrusting deeply into her and watching her roll into the big balloons. They're fucking now. Just be aware. A man and a woman are fucking. Okay? They're, they're, they're in the act of sexual congress. We're familiar, right? Now let's, let's, let's figure out what the, what the description's going to be like. Okay. Uh, thrusting deeply into her and watching her roll into the big balloons with each thrust, she came before he did, hugging one balloon firmly. People hug balloons all the time. What are you talking about? Surprising Henry with her boldness. When Henry finished... When Henry finished, he put, he pushed, he put that, uh, he came, uh, balloons. He pushed her hard against the balloons, the balloons and held her there for as long as he could. Finally, neither his needs nor hers could take it anymore, and they both lay down, cuddling the balloons between them. Henry looked at her quizzically. She said, I figured it's Friday night. What the hell? <laughs> 
been wild. The balloons, on the other hand, just gave them some static. <laughs> um, okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Wait, Bonnie said, uncovering her ears for a moment. If you keep that up, will it make you come? Good chance of it, Henry said, breathing heavily. He has just come, but now there's balloon popping, possibly. We got the sex over with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that we got that fucking yeah. foreplay. <laughs> Do you think you could save it for me? Absolutely, he said, although he wasn't absolutely sure. He mounted the other big balloon, intent on making it pop quickly. Bonnie plugged her ears again. In just a few big bounces, the balloon exploded! Good enough. (laughs) 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 It's Friday night. What the hell? That was Lemon. (laughs) (laughs) All right. A goddamn seasoned professional coming up to the stage. A man who I welcome into my house and my heart and my home and my uh, balls. I mean, if you want to turn, like, she pops balloons for me. So if you fuck her, I don't give a shit. (laughs) Go right ahead. Jimmy Franks! Hello, friends. So, uh, So I got a little exercise in creative writing for you. Any of you that have uh, taken creative writing in uh, high school or college, you, you know a little bit about it. You know that uh, when you're writing, you need to uh, write what you know, right? And it's important to, like, figure out the voice, you know, the voice of the protagonist, like, like, like the perspective of the person that you're, you're uh, you know, the story that you're trying to tell. So I give to you for your, for, for your, uh, you know, oh, jeez. It's called Pandora's Box. Oh. And I don't know if you can see this, but... I get it, I get the it. The O is over her hoo-ha. I'm familiar with the myth. Pandora's Box, the smart girl's guide to the apocalypse from M. Fury, which I'm pretty sure is a guy who's never had sex with a woman. But he does know Unlike a lot about strip people. clubs and science fiction. Is there a correlation? Oh. <laughs> uh... It's important to note that the, the chapters are divided not by chapter one, chapter two, but by... He, he's given the chapters in binary code. So chapter... Know your chapter, audience. Chapter 00001. That's not even eight digits. What the fuck? It's Wednesday night, and I'm on stage, and he's staring up my... You know what? To the tune of Witchy Woman. Oh, I forgot. One more thing. When you write what you know, you, you, you draw inspiration. You find your muse. And I suspect that this guy has the Eagles' greatest hits on his CD player <laughs> as he was writing this, as will be evidenced later. I should probably mention I'm a peeler, dancer in the euphemistic, stripper in colloquial, and I work in a club called Pandora's Box. Just one. Yeah, this guy knows restraint. 
The only my, thing left in there is really? nope. <laughs> my stage name's Dorothy, as in Dotty, as in dot, dot, dot. And yes, I am wearing red shoes because I'm on the rag and I feel like shit and I want to go home. Again, this guy doesn't know anything about women. But he does remember from time to time that he's writing from a woman's voice, and so he needs to punctuate it by reminding everybody that's reading it that this woman is having her period. And, and also she mentions shoes because, you know. Yeah, you know, shoes. Shoes, I mean, shoes, period. That's like all there is to a woman. Yeah. <laughs> There's a string. Oh, that's my tampon, honey. You don't want me bleeding all over the stage now, do you? Oh. That's Cecil, yes, I a do. regular, thinks he's in love with me. I don't discourage him up to a point. He's some kind of undernerd, not much on the social side, but mostly harmless. And he always tips 20s, which you usually only see from the JBTs, Japanese business types. So <laughs> while I'm usually glad to see him, this not a... I only want inside of my covers two Advil and a glass of warm milk. Our protagonist... Again, if you didn't notice, is having her period. I look like shit because I couldn't get it together with my hair this month, and I finally gave up, and I'm badly in need of both Manny and Petty, but Cease doesn't seem to notice in any way. He's not looking so good either, all stressed out, sweaty-like. Can we get a booth? So... Uh, then she spends, again, writing what you know, because I believe this gentleman who is writing with the voice of a woman has spent a lot of time in strip clubs, spends the next two pages describing a strip club before meeting with his, you know, her, 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 uh, her friend. So there I am, on elbows and knees, ass in the air, with that vertical smile flashing my own private soundtrack and dreaming of my warm bath Old enamel, chipped and clogged, gold, liquid, deep and broad. When C says all feverish like, I got something I want to show you. Chapter 0010. <laughs> well, we're on chapter 10 already. As you might imagine, my initial response was along the lines of, settle down there, tiger. But Cease flashes this little shiny black thing in his sweaty little palm, jerks his head toward the black Naturally, I'm thinking blow, which is pretty ubiquitous, as you can imagine, which I don't go looking for. But if it's around, I'll turn my nose up at, but this is a pun, and literally. It was strange coming from Cease, being pretty mundane by nature, not the type usually given to speed. But I wasn't in a questioning frame of mind that night and probably wasn't even thinking straight. Okay, sweetie, just give me a second to pee. There's a lot of, like, body fluids happening through this. I didn't have to pee, but I wanted a second or 300. It was pretty empty in the box, which is usual for a midnight Wednesday after crowd work and married guys all long gone. And only the uh, blah, 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 blah. There's a bunch of shit happens. She's just describing this fucking strip club some more. This guy hands her a thing. A device. Oh. Uh, the little black egg. At first I thought it was some kind of compact, but it wasn't flat. It was an egg. Not actually, I didn't think. More like stone, but not stone. And heavy, much heavier than you'd think it would be. I'm looking for a latch or something to pop it open and get a bump when all hell breaks loose inside the club. So when the door to bathroom slams open with the cops coming in, I'm already taking a deep breath as I stash the thing up my own little stow hole. And that's when things really got interesting. So, the cops are in the club. Shit's going down. And then she hears a voice in perfect English saying, please remain calm. 
go for the novel, blah, 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 blah. So they hit the road. They, they have to get through these cops. This woman has this like weird kind of granite egg in her, you know, what? We've all been there. Trying to uh, avoid this, these kind of men in black people that have invaded the club. Somehow, despite the extreme liquidity of my being, a small blessing, no doubt, but somewhat distracting, I gleaned that the men I had taken to be feds were not actually, but from a private agency, associated, but not officially, which was both a good and bad thing. Good in that they weren't feds, and bad in that there were approach to pesky things like laws would be much more wiggly. Of course... They were there to recover the thing. The thing, a nanocarbon cog logic self-aware intelligence system, which is a fancy way of saying a new kind of molecular computer. Now I have a boner. Was sorely wanting not to be recovered. So, uh, so she gets questioned by these authorities. And, uh, you know, she's hiding this thing in her hoo-ha. Truth is, I was all oiled up and ready, what with the thing yammering on and on, because this thing is talking to her now. On top of all that, I just remembered what I'd forgotten, thanks to both cramp and persistent low-level headache having melted away, was the tampon that had been sitting up there all night. So that when the agent guy said, there's something, I cracked a pretty wide grin. It It was only when he pulled it out that his expression changed. Fingers all covered with blood and the nasty tampon hanging, which also happened to coincide with my climax as I jammed the butt of my hand up into his jaw straight from the waist without cocking my arm. Like my new little friend had advised me, I came loud and stomped the guy's foot, bone-breaking, his not mine, thanks to my three-inch stiletto heels. Again, just like my little friend had told me, Wedged up all against my G-spot like, like it was, leading me to this epiphany. What a masterpiece my vagina is. <laughs> Not that I hadn't thought that plenty of times. But it was especially meaningful at that moment. Don't trust a master please that bleeds for six days and doesn't. And then I heard the voice again, run. So it's like Thelma and Louise, but it's like Thelma and egg vibrator computer in my vagina. So they're on the run. Uh, she, she foils a uh, gas station robbery. Basically, she gets caught. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so so she, gets, she gets taken in. The, uh, the doctor is there to uh, take it out of her, this, this weird egg computer okay. thing that may or may not be alien. She strangles the doctor who's supposed to get the robot egg out of her vagina. That's hot. Gets away and uh, hits the road. She gets away with it. I felt, I felt safer now. And more and more and more so as the miles stretched out, I knew I'd eventually have to change cars. But that didn't mean... We couldn't find her a good new home. Trade her in for some old beat-up truck with someone who would love her. Understand she'd be best uh, kept off the road for a reasonable time. Before that time, I meant to enjoy every mile as we moved through the world without leaving a footprint. You know you can't stay there forever. I know. Oh, wait, I got the backwards. Sorry. (laughs) You know you can't stay there forever. I know. Whenever you're ready, baby. Until then, I suppose there are worse things than sitting on the world's brightest gem. We drove to hum, him, me, the Eldo, and Ziggy. Ziggy's the name of the thing in her cooch. Uh, please make sure to get a room with a very large bath. I'll do my best. I know you will. You always do. After that, 
there was only sunrise. And they, 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 they were fine. They did well. Yay! All right. Freeze frame, fade to white. Jimmy Franks! F plus live. So the vibrating egg in her... Nope. So the vibrating egg in her pussy is talking to her. Nope, not yet. Nope, 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 not yet. So, uh, here's a fun surprise. Do you remember earlier where there was that uh, Olivia and Elliot uh, slash fiction? Yeah. Hey, hey, shut the fuck up. Hey, guess what? There's a part two. Buddy Brett is coming up to the stage. He is bringing French toast with him. Uh, Bunny Bread will be playing the part of Elliot. French toast will be playing the part of Olivia. French Toast will be playing the part of Olivia. Um, L? He groans and rolls over. Fucking five more minutes. He whines. <laughs> no, really, wake up. I'm handcuffed. It, the headboard. He rolls over and opens his eyes and starts laughing like crazy. Then he falls off the bed and starts laughing. I, I start laughing too? Ha 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 ha. Uh, really? Where are the keys? We got to go to work. He stops like algging up Rubly. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> he goes over to the side table and grabs the keys, but stops for a moment. What are you doing? Wondering if we should call in sick and stay in bed all day, he says with a twinkle in his eye. Shit. No. He said that firmly. Fine. He unlocks the handcuffs, and I rush to the bathroom to take a shower and then get dressed. Liv, we got a problem. What? How am I going into... How am I going to go, go work wearing the <laughs> same is. cloths? Yep. Say you didn't have any more. Fine. Yeah, fine. But if someone finds out, asks, what do I say? You were drunk and had a one-night stand. I don't want this skinning out so soon, Elliot. Awk. Carrot, 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 after a long day of work, but with no leads, it was paperwork time. My least fave a right part of the job. Fab riots! <laughs> fab riot! Luckily, they Free all, fab riot! Luckily, they all believed his story about the one-night stand, and he went to his locker to change. We then spent the day working a case that kept leading to dead ends, but we weren't giving up. 
We just had to file everything and give it another look in the morning and then send it off to blah, blah, blah. That's in the text. (laughs) God damn it! Uh, what the hell? This is a three apostrophe de pen that has stopped working. You think they would spring for more pens? You think that? I burst into laughter. <laughs> What's so funny? It's just pens. Here, have some of mine. This isn't really about the pens, is it? I reached into my bag. I reached into my bag where I always kept some four times like this. No, I hate it when we don't get a lead and then everyone goes home and leave us to the boring stuff every day. Let's fuck. Wait, 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 wait. I may have been ad-libbing. Wait. He skipped two lines. No. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Shut the I'm, fuck down. I, I mean, I know. Yeah. I sighed. Then I looked at him closely. He was sad and angry. His muscles flexed, his eyes glimmering, and his twi loosened from being agitated. God, he was hot when he was like this. He caught me staring. There you go. Yep. 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 He caught me staring. Lifted his eyebrow. I leaned in and kissed him softly. He kissed me back slowly and carefully, like if he messed up, I'd pull away. I leaned into him and felt his heart rate pounding like crazy. I pulled away and stood up, and he looked into me with sad eyes, but also gave me a puzzled look. I threw the papers and flies off the desk in one swift motion. Elliot? Olivia? What the fuck? He glared at me, clearly pissed off. I grabbed his twi and pulled him and kissed him dwiply, pushed him down onto the desk and just about ripped off his pants. Um, live. I shut him down with a kiss and undid his twi. This is a hard word every time. And shirt so he was left only in his boxers. I undressed him slowly as to tease him, leaving him, leaving only my high heels on. Um, wait, what were you saying? As I got on top of him, I don't remember. As I got on top of him, <laughs> as I got on top of him. Yeah, all right, there we go. Now then, actors, I reached down his boxers and started giving him a hand job. He started, to, he started to moan, so I took off his boxers and saw his huge erection that it had been feeling. I was so wet. I cleaned on top of him and slowly lowered my slef onto his penis and almost balls deep, and I rode him like a racehorse. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 He was close to coming. Not yet, not until I get mine. Please, I can't let. Oh, God! You better. I slightly started to pull him out of me, and then he slammed back down. 
harder. <laughs> he did so. <laughs> Your cell phones have cameras. He did so. His truths matched mine. Come with me, L. And he did. I saw, I thought stars. After we were done, we picked up the paper work and started working, ag- working again on a Duff Irons desk, and we content, I giggled. Wait. What? That was Finn's desk we had sex on. We burst out laughing to be continued. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. (laughs) Coming up next to the stage... Uh, a very fancy man with a very fancy hat. His name is Jack Chick. I'm sorry. I, I, uh, I'm unable to actually read unless I have my foot up on something. So hello, motherfuckers. How are you all tonight? Excellent. So I know you've heard heard a lot of fucking weird ass shit tonight. So we're gonna bring it back a little bit. We're gonna get to something a little more normal. All right. This this book is called Desire Untamed. It's by Patricia Palmer, and she is amazing. You are gonna be stunned by the quality that you're about to hear. So let's just jump into it. Okay. So now the basic. Excuse me. I'm sorry. All right, so the basic, the basic premise of the novel, right, is that there's this girl named Kara McAllister, and she's from Missouri, right? And she is a regular preschool teacher, except she turns out to be an immortal, right? And she's actually this part of this race called the Ferals, and uh, this sexy dude named Lion goes and picks her up, and he has uh, amber eyes and really big pecs, and that's, it's described a lot, and, you know... Yeah, pretty much, right? And so it's, it's pretty standard boilerplate shit, right? So he goes to Missouri to go pick her up, right? And so then she gets attacked by ghost demons, and, uh, you know, then she gets all fucked up because of that. And uh, so anyway, so he, then he heals her for a little bit. So we're going to read a little bit of that. We're going to... Okay, so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna just start from there, right? So, so she's been wounded... And uh, Lion, the uh, feral who's, uh, who saved her, is going to heal her here, all right? She looked at him in disbelief. Kissing is not going to make it feel better. No matter how much her preschoolers believed otherwise, his words seemed to amuse him. I heal through my tongue. Your Ellipsis, question mark. She gasped as her aching thumb slid into a cocoon of warm silk. What? His, his velvet tongue stroked her skin, stealing the pain, sending shivers of heat flowing into her blood. Her eyes widened as she felt her body begin to melt. Her breath quickened with a desire that shouldn't be there, a desire she didn't want. 
She watched with her with sharp eyes as she relaxed her thumb and he took each finger into his mouth one by one, healing the flesh, easing the hurt and snaring her in a web of restless need. Her fingers healed. He pulled back her hand to his mouth and stroked his warm tongue over the cuts until his only pain remaining was from the raw terrors on her palm. Uh, so then some other shit happens. She takes, uh, he takes her to this place called Feral House, which is in the D.C. area, basically hosted by uh, Isfahan, um, in case you were wondering. But anyways, so Feral House is host to a whole bunch of extremely beautiful men who all have gigantic pecs, and I don't really know any of the other descriptions, except one of them is named Viper, and he has a, he, he's, he's a sexy pirate. But anyways... So, so like the American gladiators. So the names of all of the dudes, right? We got... We, we got Lion, we got Viper, we got Fox, we got Jag. Nitro. We got, we got Hawk, we got motherfucking Wolf, we got Painther. Painther! <laughs> yeah! And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's just how it goes. But anyways, so it turns out that she's actually an immortal. She's not really human, right? And so she, uh, she is actually the conduit to provide all of them with uh, the power that they need to shapeshift into furries and, you know, go and... Defend the world from from uh, from Satan, who is actually imprisoned in a blade, which the furries hold, but the furries are the only ones who can release him from being in, in, enslaved in the blade. But so then there's this other mortal race called the Mage, and they're trying they're trying to. They're <laughs> Yeah, you didn't have to read it, motherfucker. <laughs> Anyways, so they're so 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 they're trying to fight the ferals for the blade because you know they aren't actually able to release Satan from the blade. So there's there's <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. there's, there's nothing yeah. that gets beyond so, off so, more than. So, anyways, so in order for for her to become the radiant, which is in fact like the the conduit for all of the magical powers from the earth. Jack, are you reading the Cimmerellian? <laughs> hey, I, I love pornography cliff notes. Could I get more? Why, yes, yes, I am. Yeah, you would. <laughs> All right, I think you just killed Bozarth. Anyways, so so be, in order to become the Radiant, she has to be ascended, which means she goes needs, needs to go through the pairing, and the pairing is basically where uh, she is uh, selected to have a mate, right? So this is Lion prepping her for the pairing uh, when she doesn't know that this is in order for her to have a mate. All right. F plus live three, terrible things described with enthusiasm. Oh, I'm not enthusiastic. <laughs> His hand drifted to the back of her other knee. It, t- <laughs> it took years to perfect the ability, but it works. Some of the others do the same. Wolf can't change his form, so he stays out of the city to hunt. He released her knee and rose. Put the towel around you again. His words were sharp, almost harsh. But she knew that she was struggling as much as she was. He had no illusions that she was pretty enough to drive a man mad with lust when she was clothed. But a man with his hands on her, on any naked woman, was going to want her. That was just the way men were. And this one, shapeshifter or not, was all male. 
So uh, then, then some other shit happens and nobody cares. Uh, the moment her lips touched hers, desire exploded, sending her world tilting on its axis. She grabbed him to steady herself, holding onto her as he held her. His mouth claimed hers in a kiss that was intense and barely controlled as the passion that flared between them. His mouth opened ev- over hers, his tongue swept inside, strong and fierce, as if laying claim. She welcomed her, sliding her tongue against his, the gloriously masculine taste of him transporting her out of herself and into a lush, erotic jungle. So then... <laughs> So then that goes, that goes on for a page, and now we're just going to continue a little bit later. His tongue stroked hers once, twice, bef- more before the pressure deep inside her crested and broke, her orgasm ripping through her in furious, glorious spasms. He pushed through the hand at the back lower, grabbing her rear and pressing her hips against the thick ridge in his pants. And still he kissed her. Still his tongue rode hers, sending her scattered passion into a whirlwind of a spiral, shattering her a second time. That's right. Two orgasms, one paragraph, motherfuckers. (laughs) So then some other shit, and he's basically oiling her up, right? And so then he then says... He pulled back, releasing her to stand on her own as she picked up the oil jar and dribbled a few drops into his palm, then knelt before her. Because to open you to life, he murmured, and then slid his oil finger beneath the towel and between her legs. I must oil the gates of your womb! your legs, Kara! <laughs> All right. Show of hands, real quick. Who wants rape? I apologize to the organizers of F Plus Live. <laughs> but not really very hard. <laughs> okay. So anyways, uh, it's time for some rape, right? No. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. There's, there's more gross to go with. So we'll, uh, we'll just skip ahead then. Uh, that's terrible. That's terrible too. So, you know, anyways, we'll skip ahead here. Uh, uh, it's all terrible, in fact. <laughs> There's no parts of this that is good. I hate this fucking lady. <laughs> and I wish she died in a fucking fire. <laughs> he squeezed his eyes closed against the burn of moisture, reveling in the rising strength of her life's energy. <laughs> feeling, the, feeling the constriction around his heart ease with every tiny gasp that left her throat. <laughs> <laughs> when her fingers fisted in his hair. <laughs> yeah, it is. And her body ached and trembled gently against his mouth. 
His breast purred with satisfaction, and a drop of moisture leaked from his eye. Tig whispered behind him. Oh, yeah, all the characters are named after fucking animals. Damn, Roar, I wish you'd teach me that trick. He wiped his cheek on his chin and a bare shoulder as he lowered Kara onto his lap and cradled her precious body against him. Kara reached for him, curling his arms around her neck and melted against him, melting her heart. I'll take it from here, warrior, as Maria said. I'll get her cleaned up and into bed. Uh, and then some more shit happens, and a shaman tells her uh, that the only way to clear all the magic out of her is um, to, to is for full penetrative sex, because, you know, that's how magic works. And, um... So anyways, we're going to get to some gross fucking. Lion covered Kara's sweet mouth in a deep drugging kiss while his fingers swept into the softness of her breast. She shifted in her, on his lap, swinging her leg around until she straddled him, exploding his senses. Goddess, he wanted this. Wanted her. Today, Goddess. tomorrow, every day for the rest of his life. Passion erupted as she shoved his tongue into her warm, welcoming mouth, desperate to get inside her. As their tongues slid against each one another, creating a sensuous friction, Kara moaned and ground her hips against his growing erection, her passion rising. With one hand cupped where he cradled her head and the other cupped his butt, expressing her heart against him when she shattered on a low cry and clung to him. He held her and keeping her pressed tight as his breast gave a rumble of hot satisfaction. I hate sex. So wombs, right? Wombs. Hey! Hey! Boots rain gear. Yes, lemon. The word womb. What do you think? Like, like of, the, of the sort of pussy words, like, is womb the top? Like, if you, were to, if you were to put womb up against, like, snatch or gash, like, where's womb in there? Just, uh, just below axe wound. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to have one, one more very quick uh, F-plus break because I want to smoke again. And uh, we've got, uh, we've got some, some fucking all-stars coming up to the stage. Boots Rain Gear, Kumquats Up, Adam Bozarth, they're all coming up to the stage. And also, there might be one more script. So this break will be very, very brief, but it definitely is long enough to get yourself a drink. Please do that. I'm going to go smoke, and uh, you can talk to me if you like. I'm friendly sometimes. Not often, but sometimes. All right, here we go. F Plus Live! 